Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Qualify. That's 800-241-5944. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, the wind was kind of blowing in on Friday, maybe from in center to the pole there. It's killing things to ride. And then it went away in about the third inning. So then the stadium got a little jumpy all weekend. The ball was flying. So hats off to the pitching staff. They've done a good job. They did a great job last weekend, too. Started with the two lefties on Friday and then went on yesterday. Freshman closing and freshman closing again today. I mean, that's some stuff you can build off of. Gives us some more confidence and some options on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services as we've been reacting to everything that happened over the sports weekend. And it was a great one if you're a Razorback fan. Not only get a chance to check out the spring game, but had a lot of success for all the teams up there in Fayetteville. And, of course, the big one being... Arkansas sweeping the Tennessee Volunteers there in Baumwalker Stadium as they move on to 11-4 and in SEC play and doing a great job with trying to make sure that they get one of those hosting spots as a national seed. A lot of season left and a lot of work to do, but sitting at 29-7, and 11-4 and in SEC play is not a bad start. And we know uh, one of the players on the team, it's been a big part of them and their success this season and had an also a really nice weekend too, is Peyton Stovall. So let's go ahead and welcome him in on Out of Bounds. Peyton Stovall leads off the fifth inning. Stovall swings and drives the first pitch to deep right center. There it goes. Peyton Stovall out of here. It's to Stovall hammer to deep right field. Stovall's at a two-run homer. Wow. Where did he get all of that? Peyton Stovall on Out of Bounds is presented by A-State Construction in Sheridan. Building new homes in Central Arkansas for the past 18 years. See their new home builds on Facebook at A-State Construction, LLC. Go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Friday Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Razorback second baseman Peyton Stovall. And Peyton, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? We're awesome, man, and it's great to talk with you each and every Monday, but especially over a series victory. And But in this case, it's even sweeter, a series sweep over the Tennessee Volunteers. We know that this was a game fans were excited about, and especially at the midway point of the season, but just... How do you describe it, man? How are you guys able to not only take care of business against the Vols, but find some consistency both in the pitching and hitting in order to get it done there in Fayetteville? Sorry, I'll just talk about the atmosphere. It was unbelievable um, all weekend, um, You know, especially the Friday and Saturday night game. Um, it was it was unbelievable, and it was so fun to play in an environment like that. And, you know, I know myself and all, the, all my teammates and the players and coaches, you know, we were – so it was awesome to play in that. You know, I can't I can't say that enough. And um, you know, so I just want to thank our fans and stuff for that. It was unbelievable. But you know, to, to win two or three at home is always really good. But to sweep a team is is great. And and being able to do it against a team that is very well coached and has a lot of really good players and um, really good pitching. Um, you know, it was it was a great sweep for us and great win of the series. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, just navigating through the injuries that we've had to go with now with Jared being out too, um, you know, it's, I can, it just speaks volume to the coaching that we have, and especially Coach Van Horn, um, you know, just to keep us going in the right direction, um, you know, next man up mentality. And, you know, I think he's done a really great job of that. Um, you know, and I thought Ben came in like this weekend and 
Um, ben had a, a great weekend series, um, had multiple knocks, had a couple extra base hits, um, you know, great play discipline. So, you know, I was very happy for him and excited for him. But, um, you know, our pitching was lights out. You know, Hagen came in, Hunter did his thing, of course, to start. Hagen came in and um, pretty much just was unhittable. Um, you know, and then you go to the next night and we had a quality start from McIntyre. And then, um, you know, Gage comes in and gets that three-inning save, and that was huge for us. And, um, you know, Friday, we knew Sunday, you know, it was going to be kind of a dog fight. And, you know, um, they had one of their dudes on the mound. And, um, you know, we were able to get to them early, which really helped. And then they brought in the next dude who's, I mean, all a lot of Tennessee guys are going to be first-rounders. And so being able to, uh, uh, or pitching um, first-rounders. And so just being able to just go out there and compete against those guys, um, you know, it was really tough and it was really fun. And I'm just excited for our team and happy, um, you know, to get that sweep. Peyton, you mentioned a bit of it there, but how big of a difference does that make when you're able to get to their pitching and uh, you get into their rotation and make them go to their bullpen and you kind of are able to see a number of pitchers because you are having the success at the plate? I mean, for sure. You know, you look back at like the weekend, the series that we just played, you know, their Friday guy typically is Bill Lander, who's probably going to be a top 10 pick. And, you know, typically their Saturday guy is, is Burns, and then you got Bean. Both of those guys next year are going to go in the first round. And so, um, you know, it's always you just have to just battle them and, and run their pitch count up and, um, you know, just get some timely hits here and there. And, um, you know, if you can get those guys out of the game, just those elite high-level arms, you know, typically the arms aren't going to be as good and um, in the bullpen. And we felt like we kind of started to do that. And, um, you know, we uh, – we we just kept uh, running pitch count stuff. I think that was the biggest thing for us this weekend, especially Bill Lander. We didn't have a lot of hits off of him, but everybody was having um, good at-bats, you know, going deep into counts, having five, six, seven pitch at-bats. And so that was huge for us this weekend. And, um, you know, we got some more to arms, so that was good for us. Um, you know, I think that was, that played a role in, for us uh, winning the series this weekend. Now, Peyton, you also talked about some of the injuries. And, of course, Wagner being out uh, for, for a few weeks is – obviously impactful because he's had such a great year, but I think that's the question that so many people, even outside the state of Arkansas, are wondering how, how you guys are doing this where you've had the injuries, of course, to the pitching staff. You've had injuries to some of the guys in the lineup and uh, still just having next-man-up mentality and getting to that point. Just uh, how are you guys able to do it, and what's just been the mentality when a guy like Wagner goes out for uh, the next man to just step right in and take over that role? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it helps when you have the hottest hitter on the planet on your team, Jay Sporson. The dude's had an unbelievable year, and you know, he finally people are starting to realize how good he is. And I mean, he is unbelievable, and um, you know, he has really helped us and really um, been that you know that that stronghold, um, I guess, per se, in our lineup that's just been so consistent the whole year. And um, you know, it really broke out this weekend against the high level arms that we faced, and. Um, but, you know, you go through and look at our lineup. I mean, it's a lot of guys who um, are just out there competing. And, you know, and I think that, like I go back, you know, earlier what I said, I think it just speaks volume to Coach Van Horn and uh, the tremendous job that he's done um, coaching us. And um, Coach Thompson, our hitting coach, Coach Hobbs, is doing a phenomenal job um, with the pitchers as well. So I think it just speaks a lot of volume to our coaches um, more than the players, um, you know, especially with how many injuries we've had. And, um, you know, we just – we're we're excited to, to – yeah you know, get healthy, especially with the way that we're playing now, because, um, you know, watch out if we uh, if we can get, you know, healthy as, as we can be. There are players that are taking advantage of uh, Jared Wagner's absence right now, so how, how do you see those players and the way that they've stepped in? I mean, it's been awesome. You know, Ben, he stepped in. Um, we moved Jace to left and then Diggs to right. Um, Diggs can play outfield, but he's been DHing for us because our outfield has been so good, and so he went to right, and then so we, we had that extra spot, and um, you know, Ben, Ben stepped up this weekend. I mean, he had a triple off the wall. He had another hit last game, um, or yesterday. And then, you know, Saturday he had a big knock to put us up, I think, 3-1, um, you know, off the Olander. And so, but just being able to do that, man, um, you know, next one up, we've, we've kind of always known that our lineup, um, has been, it's been deep and we have a lot of depth there. Um, you know, and so being able to do that, you know, it, it helps a lot because you can rest guys. Um, on midweeks and stuff like that and then you go out there and there's guys that are going out there and playing and they could easily be playing anywhere in the country and so um, just being able to have guys um, you know a fully you know deep lineup has really been huge for us and it showed this weekend speaking with Peyton Stovall Razor Rex second baseman here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline thanks to A-State Construction uh, Peyton, I, I know that with uh, last time we talked to you last week, of course, uh, you know we, t- we get a little previewing of uh, the series against Little Rock and then Tennessee. But 
the game, the second game against Little Rock, uh, Coach Van Horn was not didn't seem too happy in the press conference. At least after the game, didn't like the performance. Did you feel like maybe that was a, a type of game where uh, it maybe was a benefit to you guys and making sure you were extra you know, motivated and prepared and focused to go on against Tennessee? Or, and sometimes maybe are those games needed as a team to where, not saying it's humbling, but just a little thing where you got to refocus and get everything going the way you're supposed to get it going. Sure. I mean, I, you, we go out there Tuesday and, um, you know, we I think we won like 21 to 5 or something. And so then you kind of, you come to the, you, you, met, you don't play a lot of back-to-back midweek. We had one this week and, you know, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, I felt like we were a little lackadaisical. Um, you know, we weren't as locked in as we should have been. And, um, you know, I think that showed, of course, that we got beat this Wednesday. But, um, you know, that was kind of a wake-up call, and I think we needed that. And, you know, I think we were looking forward too much to the weekend. And, um, you know, I, I, I was just glad that we were able to go out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, um, you know, we played hard. We played with 100% effort. And, um, you know, we just went out there and we just competed, man. And um, just being able to do that, you know, especially after losing that Wednesday game, um, you know, that was that was um, exciting. How much did you guys build confidence off uh, coming from behind to win? Because that first game against Tennessee, it was a come-from-behind win, and then the next two games you jumped on them early. But just how, how do you build that confidence where you get behind and then you're able to come back and win games? I think, um, you know, I think this team is built for adversity, and I think this team with as many injuries and, um, you know, as as close as we are, man, I think that, um, you know, that we don't just look at the scoreboard if we're down and it's like, oh, okay, well, um, you know, we we don't have a chance to come back. No, we, we believe, we firmly believe that we're never out of the game. And so um, just having that mentality, man, it makes you scratch and just fight for every inch and just to try to win every pitch and every at-bat and, you know, then you look up in the ninth inning and you're up a couple runs because you've just been battling each pitch, pitch after pitch. And so, um, you know, I think that's just a testament to the team and, um, you know, kind of our strength and, um, you know, characteristics of this team. Peyton, i got to ask you, of course, about Saturday's game in the, in the first inning. That play, that and you know which one I'm talking about, the one where you, you guys were on the field, and it, it looked like Tennessee was having base runners run all over the place, but then they were at the wrong base, they were having to run around. You guys were throwing it to each other, trying to figure out the out. Walk us through that play and what was going on, because I was certainly confused, and I think a lot of people were confused as far as what in the world was happening on that play. Yeah, it's definitely confusing. I mean, I was, I was confused myself, and I was in it, but we uh, – so – Typically what happens is when you get in a rundown like the runner did at third when Kelly threw it to home, typically 99.9% of the time you're going to get out in the rundown that runner is. So you want, if there's another runner that's behind, you want him to try to get to third base. You want him to try to move up and try to get to third base. Well, that's what they did with two the other two runners. So they had the runner on second, he went to third, then the runner on first went to second. Well, when we threw the ball back to third, um, the guy that was at third who was initially in the rundown, he didn't have anywhere to go. So then that means the runner from second who was on third had to come try to go back to second, and that's when Callie threw it to me. And then that's when that guy ran out of the baseline, so he called out. Well, uh, that's when I threw it to Brady because I knew that that runner was out of the baseline, so we already had one out. Well, Brady didn't know that there was um, he was called out because I, if you look at like the video, I'm like kind of yelling at Brady, like telling him to throw it to me because if I would have he would thrown it to me, we could have had a chance to double play right there. Um, but he didn't know; he just was running the runner back to tag him. So. Um, he eventually got him back, and when both runners are on base, you just, you know, either tag both of them or, um, you know, one of them are typically out. And so um, it's it's very confusing, especially if, you know, you're not really familiar with the game of baseball. But, um, but you know, I, we, we did it how it was supposed to be done, and um, it was very confusing. This week you turn the page, tomorrow taking on another in-state team in UCA, and then on to the weekend, a series against Georgia on the road. So, how do you see this week upcoming, Peyton? Yeah, you know, Tuesday we need to um, go out, or I guess tomorrow we need to go out there and, um, you know, play hard. Um, you know, UCA's got a really good team. They beat Vanderbilt earlier in the year, so um, they're going to be really tough. They're going to be competitive. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a really competitive game, and, um, you know, I'm kind of just kind of looking forward to this weekend. Um, we play Georgia on the road. It's always tough anywhere you play in the SEC to go on the road. So, um, you know, they're a really good team really good players to play with a couple of their guys um, in summer ball, so um, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, they went toe-to-toe with Florida um, this past weekend in Florida's top five team, so um, it's going to be really tough, and um, you know, we're looking forward to it, and we're excited for it. 
Peyton, uh, I, I got a chance to talk to you for a little bit uh, there after the game, but I know you got a hit by pitch. It looked like you were in a lot of pain. Like, where exactly did that hit you? Because at least from my uh, my vantage point, I, I couldn't tell if it was just like on the side of the knee or in the leg, but it, d- it didn't look like it felt very good. But where did it actually hit you? Yeah, so it actually hit me like right above my knee. And it's not that, I mean, the pitch, it was a curveball, so the pitch was only like 75, 76, but it hit me and like, it like dead legged me. And so like it just, my leg just kind of like tried to give out. And that's why I kind of like just went down really quick. It just hit me kind of like a bad spot. And um, but once I got the first, I was fine. Is there anything that the team does for pain? Do they have some kind of spray or something that they can they can use to numb the pain when you are having something like that happen? You know, different stuff. You know, if you have something that's tight, we have like a Theragun that um, you can roll on it, um, or um, you know, you can hit it with. We have. Um, a bunch of different stuff. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, I mean, you can use, I guess really you would really use stomach stuff, but, like, guns, you know, ice, just little stuff like that. Um, when you get in the dugout that Corey or um, one of our assistant trainers will do, um, you know, you just roll back out there and get after it. Yeah, I always wondered exactly uh, how that all happens because it's something, you know, again, I, no matter what, if you get hit by a baseball, it always got to hurt. But, uh, you know, the bruises and the stuff that come along with it, too, it's got to be pretty painful. But, hey, that's why you have the training staff and you probably have all different types of stuff that you can't even get over the counter in most places. That'll probably, probably help you guys out and, and uh, get you guys back out into the game. So, But, uh, but Peyton, hey, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Uh, good luck this week and safe travels over there to Athens, man. And we'll look forward to catching up with you next week, hopefully talking about another series victory. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you all next week. I right, appreciate it again. That was Razorback second baseman Peyton Stovall joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to a state construction. So yeah, I was, I was, I was like, when that play that I wanted to ask him about, the reason I wanted to is because I saw there at least in the video as he was mentioning, he was yelling at Brady Slavens. He's like yelling at him. So I'm like, okay, so there's something. I was like, maybe it was something that he saw that he didn't see. Because uh, I feel, I, and also, and again, it, it's hard to ask Peyton because he wasn't on Tennessee, but it made me wonder. Like that's obviously not the right move to do, where the third baseman just takes off running towards home when it's a hit right there to third base. Because Cowley just threw it with no problem, and then that's where it all got confused. But that yeah, it was a, it's a weird play, incredible play. But hmm. there was a but heads up for Peyton Stovall, man. He's like he, he knew he's like hey, we had a chance to turn in two, got the out anyways, got out of the inning, but still crazy play at the end. Well, sometimes the runner at third will take a couple of steps towards home just to kind of throw it off to to make whoever is fielding have to think about what they're going to do. But for them to just take off and try to go home, no, that's definitely not the right move. Yeah, I, I was just, just, again, surprised by that. And I don't know if maybe that that runner thought that there was two outs already. So, to, to just because, I mean, he didn't even hesitate. He just literally, as soon as the ball was hit, he was gone. He was he was full force, head down, heading to home plate. Maybe so. he thought he not, had enough speed to get there. No, not on Cowley's arm. <laughs> not, not with old Cowley out there at third base. But, uh, no, it's a great play. And, and, and really heads up there by Arkansas and, and it was just nice for them to, to get the series sweep, and uh, hopefully they can continue it on and, and getting against Georgia. Because, like, of course, the regular season is is still a lot of games left in the midweek. They still have UCA coming up tomorrow, too. So, uh, you know, we know that there's a lot to get to. But at this point in time, and I know even Van Horn has discussed it, it's like, what do you work towards in the regular season? Well, you want to win an SEC regular season title. You know, you want to obviously uh, win as many games as possible, but it's about also getting that hosting spot, that national seed, because it, it means so much to – play at home and not have to worry about traveling and arrangements whenever you can get uh, the regionals and super regionals, which right now, Arkansas, they've stayed at number five uh, for most of the polling, so uh, if they can just keep up this this good play and, and keep it going, it looks like they're in really good control of at least hosting a regional and super regional at the end of the day. Yeah, win the conference, that's the, the first goal, and then trying to get a top eight seed where you are in position. And then uh, you want to ultimately get to the College World Series and have a chance to win. So there are certain goals that they have, and they probably line them out just according to how the season goes. But that first goal is always to win the conference. Yeah, I thought Westmore brought up a really funny point, too, where with LSU, like their number one consensus across the entire board in all the rankings. But yet if the season ended today, they'd be the sixth seed in the SEC. Like it, it, it just shows how great it is in this conference, but... Uh, also, uh, how wild it is where, uh, you know, in any given series or in any given game, you know, it's not just about winning series, but getting a sweep, you know, three games instead of two uh, can sometimes separate yourselves because that's what they don't, they don't count series, they count games. So, 
Uh, but yeah, LSU, they've won every series, but they haven't swept anybody. So that's why they're kind of in that position that they're at, too. There's always a goal to win the conference tournament if you are fortunate and in that position to win. But it's not necessarily the most important thing if you do put yourself in position with winning the conference and being one of the top seeds. It's not necessarily the most important thing to win the conference tournament, but it is another major accomplishment. It was pretty great there, too. Which, by the way, also, this is off topic, but uh, I got a chance to see Rick Schaefer was there at the game, sitting in the stands. And I, I meant to ask him, but it sounded like when I walked over there, he was talking to Acre, it sounded, it sounded like he either said that this is his first time ever of watching the game in the stands. It is. It yeah, is? He, he had mentioned that, yeah. Wow, okay. I, that Cause, just blew cause my before, mind. Because when he was a part of the broadcast, he was always in the booth. Yeah. Yeah, but I figured, like, but he's, he, you know, he's been off the broadcast. I figured at some point in time he would have, you know, uh, sat down there in the stands and everything. But he's no. a sweet type of guy. Yeah. yeah Always. That's, 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 that's the type of thing we need to work <laughs> towards, get to that Rick status and do it. But, no, it was it was cool seeing him. And he said he loved it. He loved it being in the stands and being out there because, uh, again, it was, it was pretty packed. And there it wasn't, you know, capacity, but... Uh, there was definitely a, a great crowd there, and even Peyton opened up the interview and just talking about the energy and the atmosphere and uh, the fans showing up and uh, people camping out every night, just camping out, just hanging out, just trying to get into the games and get into that front row there, too, of the hog pen. And That's what's next for Rick, getting into the hog pen, Ooh, hanging uh, out. Now, if Rick goes out there, I want pictures. Uh, he's not scared. <laughs> I want He'll pictures of that. He'll go to the that. hog pen. Yeah. It was, I will say the hog pen, though, as, as much as I loved it on Saturday – the weather was so miserable because it was fine if the wind wasn't blowing, but since it was blowing like 30 miles an hour from the north, it was miserably cold out there. Like I, did, I was sitting in a good seat where the wind wasn't blowing. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. I don't know why people were complaining. Walked out to see a friend in the hog pen. That was atrocious. That was absolutely horrendous. And kudos to everybody that stayed out there the entire time because that was not a, a fun, fun little weather game to be in. But, hey, you got the wind, so it made it worthwhile. We are going to take a commercial break when we come back. We'll get to best and worst of the weekend, as well as more of your phone calls and messages here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Sports Center. Arkansas baseball finished off a sweep of 16th ranked Tennessee on Sunday, winning 7-2. Arkansas is now 29-7 on the season and 11-4 in SEC play. They remain in first place in the SEC West. They'll face UCA tomorrow at 6. Then they'll go to Georgia for a three-game series starting on Thursday. Arkansas softball also got a sweep as they beat UAB in three straight games. They'll face Texas A&M Commerce tomorrow, then hit the road to play 16th ranked Kentucky for a three-game series starting on Friday. And in basketball news, Arkansas has landed another transfer. L. Ellis from Louisville announced his plans to attend Arkansas this morning. Ellis averaged 18 points, 3 rebounds and 4 assists on 41% from the field and 32% from 3. He's the 5th transfer portal addition for Arkansas this offseason. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Many Arkansans are left without a vehicle to trade, which means no sales tax credit to take advantage of. Because of this, Guatney Chevrolet will be paying the sales tax on all vehicles sold this month, whether new or pre-owned. And if you lost your vehicle in Pulaski Cross or Lone Oak County, Guatney will apply an extra $1,000 rebate to your new Chevy. We're here to help. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Morning Mayhem has your chance to win every Friday morning with Finish the Lyric. Justin Moore will give you the first part of the lyric. If you can finish it, you win. It's brought to you by Whitehall Fresh Market, your home for the best seafood, fresh cooked to go dishes, sandwiches, and of course, the best meat selections you'll find anywhere. Arkansas weather can go from mild one day to wild the next. So make sure you have experience on your side. Barry Brandt, Todd Jacobian, Melinda Mayo, and James Bryant. Channel 7 Weather, the team with the most experience. Admired by his peers and beloved by his state, Channel 7 Sports Director Steve Sullivan is the newest inductee into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Sully, a true legend of Arkansas sports broadcasting. 
Yes, we've got Bear on the line with a question for Trey. Bear, what's your question? Hey, Randy, this is Bear, first-time listener, long-time caller. I wanted to ask Trey about Sanders Ground Essentials. I know they're real five-star guys wanted by everybody. I heard they have an excellent weed control and fertilization program, and they do customized plants based on annual soil results for all their customers. I just want to know what you guys have heard. I'm going to hang up and listen now. Bear, you should call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Let's get growing. At the Stanley Wood Chevrolet and Scottwood Chrysler dealerships in Batesville, Arkansas, we know that Arkansas high school and college baseball are as good as they've ever been. Just like our 2022 trucks, cars, and SUVs that are rolling into our Batesville location. Hustle over today and let our award-winning sales team at the Wood Family Dealerships help you find just what you're looking for. Or you can view our selection online at swood.com. Good luck this year to all of our Arkansas high school and college baseball teams around the natural state. Are you suffering from hair loss, bald spots, receding hairlines? There's a new solution for men and women that uses regenerative medicine to stimulate hair follicles and give you thicker, fuller hair with no surgery. This remarkable treatment is now available here from the regenerative specialists at QC Kinetics. That's right. The same protocols that help relieve joint pain can be used to give new life to dormant hair follicles. QC Kinetics medical professionals can use growth factors from your own body, concentrated and applied to your scalp, restoring hair follicles, preventing further loss and increasing hair growth. Imagine thicker, fuller hair with no expensive surgery and no downtime. So if you're losing your hair due to aging, pattern baldness, or a medical condition, call now to learn more about exciting natural biologic treatments, regenerative medicine that can stimulate those dormant hair follicles. Get your hair growing naturally again. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 501-222-8440 That's 501-222-8440 501-222-8440. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away. But the call of the Hogs can be heard all the way to San Francisco. On 1037 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for two, four, and six dollars. Out of bounds is going to be at Twin Peaks Friday on April 21st. So come by, say hi. We'll be uh, right there where you'll be able to see us. So come on into Twin Peaks and have lunch, have some great drink specials and some apps, and get ready for the weekend. But also today. Stanley Cup playoffs begin. So you got NBA playoffs that continue. And Twin Peaks has wall-to-wall TVs with all the sports action. So great place to watch. But NBA playoffs continue. Stanley Cup playoffs begin today. And then Thursday is 420, National Munchies Day. So they're going to have some great drink specials, but also free select bites going on on 420. So that's going to be the day before Out of Bounds is there and We'll give more of those specials coming up Thursday, but you can get it all at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks. Each drink, same views. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services as uh, we're continuing to react to everything that happened over the sports weekend. We'll also get into best and worst of the weekend here in just a little bit, too. But let's go to the phone lines and uh, hear from Ryan in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Hey, buddy. I got a little uh, early prediction for you. I'm just thinking about wins and losses for football next year. Okay. Uh, my prediction is by the end of the season, we're going to be wondering why we uh, stayed with Kendall Bryles for so long. <laughs> so you, I, so I'm you not think, you think mean or ugly? Yeah, you're thinking that Dan Enos is uh, is going to be uh, the difference maker, at least one of the big difference makers. Well, it it, it I guess part of it, I ain't o- I ain't over the uh, what he did to Rocket against Missouri, not letting him uh, win that ACC. I mean, there's no reason why he went away from him the way he did. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. He, he did mess up early, but we should have went right back to him, and he didn't get a chance. I mean, that, I'm still not over that. But uh, that, that's something that'll probably be stuck in my crawl for a long time. But because uh, that was for the taking, and we didn't take it. Um, but 
the fact that we're actually attacking over the middle now, that's going to make this offense so much more dangerous than what we've seen the last couple of years. Oh, and by the way, do you know we have a competent third-string quarterback now? Hmm. Uh, it certainly looked uh, looked like they were in a better shape at the third string and second string that they have been in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was not I was not expecting that uh, for Singleton to look, or it is Singleton, isn't it? Uh, or Kate Fortin, yeah, both of them, but yeah. Oh, either way, I, I wasn't expecting – I kind of expected Fortin to look better than he did last year, but I wasn't expecting Malachi to be just coming, just throwing the way he did. I, I was really thoroughly impressed. And, um, I, I man, I, that's going to be – this quarterback room is going to be good for a long time to come for as long as he wants to be here. So, yeah. But, I hope y'all uh, have a great day. That's all I had. Uh, go Hawks. Uh, let's go beat UCA. Uh, is it tonight or tomorrow night? It will be tomorrow night there in Baum. Sweet. Well, uh, y'all have a good day, and talk to y'all soon. All right. Appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, I mean, I know we'll uh, get, once we get closer with predictions and stuff to the season, but I think that uh, the quarterbacks, you could definitely tell that there was uh, some upgrades there, and it seems like the, they're going to be at least a little bit more prepared and uh, for for anything and like you know, does it matter as far as practice? Is it just taken for what it you want to see or what you're looking for? But one thing that I was curious about is all right, how many times are going to be people maybe not lining up correctly or maybe not being in the right position or not like running the right route, whatever it is? I didn't see much of that. I, I didn't see a bunch of confusion or a bunch of uh, guys not doing the right thing. It's not to say that it didn't happen, but uh, I thought that, that was a really good sign too, especially at the quarterback position. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into the best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for best and worst of the weekend. I'm going to throw it out there and say the best of the weekend, not exactly... Uh, surprising, but just everything that happened in Fayetteville. I thought that everything went off without a hitch. You had baseball and softball get series sweeps. You had Razorback spring game and the action that happened there. The weather held out okay for that one. And uh, just the performance and the atmosphere that went along with it, too, especially baseball. I thought the energy was there. I loved how they had uh, some some fun stuff and, and taking some liberties of getting after Tennessee a little bit or Tony Vitello after Arkansas won game two. Or actually, no, it was Game 3. It was actually after the series uh, sweep. Uh, as fans were leaving, they were playing Toby Keith's uh, Who's Your Daddy because of the whole, you know, of course, they think that they did the daddy hat and you know, I know that, that fun that they were having. So they, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable to have all that go down. And, of course, uh, I know people are really excited about baseball and also with football and basketball and softball, just everything going on. You could not ask for a more fun and energized and everything weekend that you could have there in Fayetteville. So uh, definitely the best of the weekend, just being back up there and checking it all out and checking out the sites and seeing the great crowd. It was wonderful. Best to De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk in their first playoff appearances. De'Aaron Fox, 38 points. Malik Monk, 32 points. And they both helped the Kings to get a a win over the Warriors in Game 1, 126-123. Malik Monk also went perfect from the free throw line, 14-14. So he tied a Kings record of most free throws in a playoff to be perfect from the line. And interesting thing about these guys, they were teammates at Kentucky. And at Kentucky, De'Aaron Fox wore zero. Malik Monk wore five. Now that they're with the Kings, hmm. De'Aaron Fox wears five. And so with Malik Monk joining the team this year, he chose to take zero. So kind of to honor his former teammate in college. So they have reverse numbers of what the other had in college. Uh, another best of the weekend, too, was uh, with up there in Fable, Darren McFadden made an appearance. And anytime that uh, the GOAT, the D-Max, get out there and uh, you know is, is being honored or, or whatever it may be, it's always cool. And, of course, he got ovations from everybody. But him going to the baseball game and being up there in the, in the 80s suite on Saturday... Uh, the ovation that he got was awesome. They had a cool little highlight video where, you know, you don't expect to see football highlights very often during a baseball game, but during, uh, or I guess in between innings, they had a, a little tribute there, a little highlight, and, of course, the call of uh, Derek McFadden running against LSU and Casey Dick blocking the LSU defender. It was awesome, and seeing him there and calling the Hogs was cool. And Acre was telling a story that he was just getting hounded by people and, and just got pictures with everybody, signed autographs with everybody. Uh, I just love that, man. It's like, you know, it's one thing when you have 
uh, one of the greatest players of all time to come to your school. But when it's somebody who truly loves Arkansas and loves everything about Arkansas, loves the fans, loves coming back, has no shame and you know, being from here or having a Razorback on his, on his arm or whatever it is, uh, it's really just cool to see. So I thought it was cool that they honored Darren McFadden, gave him a lot of pub and a lot of love. And uh, the fact that uh, he was embracing it all and finding it enjoyable, too, was a really cool look. Best to the city of Houston. Houston has an XFL team in the Roughnecks, but also they have a USFL team in the Gamblers. So both played this past weekend. USFL got started. But just found that interesting that city of Houston, for some of the other football leagues, they have teams in both leagues. How about that? Well, also, uh, another thing about Darren McFadden is about his son that is now crazy enough to old enough to take uh, visits as he's out of Chicago Taft. He's 2026 prospect. He's playing football. Best thing about it is his name's Diesel. Diesel. I mean, Diesel McFadden, are you kidding me? How can you not go, how can you go wrong with that? That guy has to be a hog. Has to be, uh, has to be a hog. Uh, worst of the weekend to me, and this is just something that crawls under my crawl, but to me, and, and if you disagree, that's fine. I saw people arguing about a walk-off. If you beat a team in, like, at Mercy Rulem, for instance, in college baseball, and you need to score 10 runs by the seventh inning, if you hit a home run and that goes over the wall and you hit the 10-run uh, mark and margin and you win, that's a walk-off home run. But there were people that were saying it's not a walk-off because it happened in a, in a shortened game in a mercy rule. I'm like, no, that's a walk-on. And this may be something we need to get Bubba and, and Phil Elson to argue about because you know that they have fun with the fair pole or the foul pole. But I've always felt like if you, if, you hit, if you make a play in baseball that wins the game instantly, it's a walk-off regardless of what it is, regardless of, of how it happens. It's a walk-off. I'll always call it a walk-off. And those saying that it's not a walk-off, uh, you, you got some problems there. So, anyways, that's, to me... Uh, annoying, and that was one of the worst of the weekends for me. Oakland A's get a worse. They've lost four in a row, so that includes all their games over the weekend, and they are dead last in MLB standings with a 3-13 and record. Mm. I also saw that the fans are playing a reverse protest for the A's, where they're all going to show up as, as a massive group to the game and saying, it's not the fans' fault that we're not showing up, it's y'all's fault, because you're not looking good. You're not, you're not doing things to make us win. And that's got to be frustrating. Well, so. ultimately, they want a new stadium. So whether that's in the city of Oakland, which it doesn't look like they're going to get, or somewhere else, the A's want a new stadium, and maybe that could help springboard them and and uh, winning some games or at least having a better atmosphere altogether. But that's just the bottom line. They just want that new stadium, and it's it's been hard to come by. Uh, another worst of the weekend, this is something that maybe I'm wrong in, but it, it's just funny because apparently Mississippi State baseball broke the all-time attendance record for an NCAA baseball game on a campus. 16,423 against Ole Miss. Okay? All right. Fine. That's cool. But here, here's my question. Their second biggest record crowd was back in 2014, 15,586 people. How, wh- where did the extra 900 people come from? You know, because they've always said that they have they have sellouts, it's at capacity, they have these regionals and super regionals and all those things. And they haven't done any additions to the stadium. So how did you get from going from 15,005 to 16,004? Where did those extra 900 people come from? Thinking there might have been some fudging of the numbers because you wanted to say you broke the record. That's all I'm it, saying. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> it, does, it does happen. It does happen. But And then, uh, like last year, their largest crowd was... 14,700. So, I don't know. I just, I saw that. It'd kind of be like if Arkansas baseball, I think their biggest is like, uh, I'm trying to think if it's like 12 something. Yeah, something like that. Or or maybe even 13. Might be. I'll have to look it up. Anyways, it's just like suddenly, like this past week, and they're like, hey, we had uh, 14,000. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, no, you didn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can't fit that many more people in the hog pen. So maybe that's how many tickets you sold. Don't really know, but I don't know. I just saw that and I was like, all right, I don't believe it. But hey, that's that's their prerogative. Whatever. That is the best and worst of the weekend, though. We got more out of bounds coming up on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fund loans. Apply securely for your fund loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. 
If you don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app, download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Hey, crazy month last month. March, Mitch oh, making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Check us out online at RedRiverDodge.com during Ram Truck Month. Shop Spring Black Friday savings at the Home Depot to get your kitchen clicking. With top brand appliances from Frigidaire, like a new refrigerator with sealed crisper drawers to keep your produce fresher longer. Or a dishwasher with its unique blade spray arm for better water coverage that reaches every corner. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online at the Home Depot, your innovative new appliances are just a click away, too. Save up to $500 in select Frigidaire kitchen appliances during Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. This world has its limits, but in the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria, you've got a world of possibilities. You can leave it all behind in serene interiors, or you can go after it with available E-Force all-wheel drive. Go your way in the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force not yet available for purchase. Expected availability early 2023. Subject to change. E-Force all-wheel drive is an optional feature. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Easy Cater presents We've Got Your Back Up Singers. So I order barbecue for a 20-person client meeting. Easy Cater calls and says, Hi, Sarah, you probably need more food for that many people. Want us to add it for you? I say yes, please. Turns out they were right. Good thing they asked. Because Joyce's meeting notes can be pretty sassy when she's hungry. Client meetings? Easy Cater has your back with over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 on easycater.com and know. We got your back. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Wow, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Justin Acre here, and I'm broadcasting live Wednesday morning from 7 to 9 at the VIP lot at Simmons Bank Arena for Regional Recycling's Electronic Recycling Event. Drop off your old electronics for free between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. Wednesday and Thursday. For more information, go to RecyclingUnplugged.com. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. 18 to shoot. Brazil drives. Whoa! What a throwdown on Broden lead. Dude, what an incredible wow. athletic oh move my by gosh. Brazil. Oh, my goodness. That sports center play right there to the right. He crawled right on top of him and just dunked it on his head. He, he was at least two and a half feet above that rim. Wow. On 103.7 The Buzz. Jeans that fit just right And the radio It is a Reaction Monday Presented by Flea Management Services And we're going to have a Razor Hog update for you here Just a little bit As we'll talk a little about what Dave Van Horn had to say As well as Sam Pittman, KJ Jefferson Everything from over the weekend and we have a hopeful hooper on the Asher Record Life fan feedback asking about in-state kids. Do you think Coach Muss would run off a highly recruited Arkansas kid, or do you think that's where he draws the line? Well, that's 
far as your question goes. I don't know why he would run off a highly recruited kid from anywhere, much less Arkansas. And I don't think he drives a line because uh, he also says, you know, Hopeful Hooper and Ricardo Bryant, yes, you are the same person. Uh, it says, I find it interesting over the last several decades that if a player transferred out, they were trash and lazy and impatient, didn't want to wait their turn, not a team player. But when coaches run off players, there are crickets. Well, my response to that would be, game's changed a little bit now, where it's almost treated like professional one-year contracts. Uh, I think that that's why they've the NCAA has been able to develop this free transfer thing. And when that happens, coaches and players alike are going to utilize it. And so I don't think it's trash, or I don't think the anybody's lazy or impatient. And, and, you know, there may be some people that still feel that way, but I just think in this day and age, uh, now and how it's being treated and how it's being looked at, you got to see it almost like just professional one-year contracts where just because you played on the team this year does not mean you're going to be guaranteed next year. That's just the oh, way there, it is. There are people that still hold grudges regardless, though, because at the end of the day, these are these players' decisions, whether they decide to come here or not or decide to leave. And if they decide to leave to pursue other opportunities, there are people that hold grudges. So that's kind of what they're talking about there, that it, it is a bit of a different perception from some people. The way they see it is if – the school says that this player can go, they let him go, then they're fine with that. But if the player decides they want to take advantage and, and take control of what they're doing themselves and leave, now there are certain people that have a problem with it. Mm. And it should work the same way whether the school decides to move on or the player decides to move on. I think time is just going to be what makes that work out where people don't feel that way anymore or at least can't use that art as an argument anymore because every situation is different when it comes to transfers and and since we're talking specifically about college basketball uh you know it, it's something to where sometimes it works out for everybody involved and it's not just to say that the coaches run them off because sometimes it's the kids decision because you know like look at arkansas for instance all these transfers that they've had under eric musselman left somewhere you know, they they left a team. Oh, nobody has a problem with that. I though. know that's what I'm saying. They so it's like, yeah, they don't mind that one. Yeah, so it's like you can't have it both ways. You, you can't say, oh no, we want Trevin Brazil, or we you know we want Jalen Graham, or uh, you know we want all these guys coming in that went from big time schools with uh, very passionate fan bases, or Justin Smith from Indiana, and then once they get here, and then but somebody leaves y'all, it's like oh no 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 no, we can't do that. You can't do that. No, that's not how it works. You just gotta embrace it, folks. Either embrace it. Or you, you got to go and find something else to root for. Because this is the way it is. It's the way it is in college basketball. And I think that if you're a Razorback fan especially, if you're wanting the team to win and you're wanting to have success, th- this is just the way it's going to be working. I trust Muss. I trust what they're doing. And they're trying to build a roster. And he's treating it like professionals. And, you know, you say it's right or wrong, I don't really care. Because, again, at the end of the day, it's, it's what's happening. So you just got to be on board with it, embrace it, or – you're just going to have to find something else to root for because it's not going anywhere. It's not changing anytime soon. They're not going back. It's This is the way it's moving forward. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Roe is on the line. What's up, Roe? So much. Yo, if we're still tripping over the, the transfer portal or whatever, let's just call it what it is. All you old geezers need to need to get over it. That's, that's what it is. Uh, that's just times now. It is what it is. Get used to it. Uh, but I was calling in because I was really, uh, I was I was a little upset. You guys went through your high points of the weekend, and 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 nary of of you guys, neither of you guys, mentioned a homegrown kid uh, who's him closing out the number two seed Grizzlies in game one. It was a homegrown like, kid mentioned. It just wasn't that one. No, 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 no. You talked about Malik Monk, okay. But what about Austin Reeves? What about him? Okay, that's, that's your best. So what about the Lakers? See, now, I'm going to get real 49 of Donis with you about my Lakers, though. Because, see, see I, 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 need, I need my Lakers to be top billing. We, we're a top billing franchise. We're one of the most, most well-known franchises uh, in all the sports. And I, I really don't feel we're getting the proper res- representation. Uh, on this show right now. I'm pretty sure there are other people in the office who agree with me. Uh, shout out to Headband. But, uh, yeah, big game by my Lakers. Uh, the, the King game. The King, he had uh, he had some help. He had some help the other night. I, I'm proud of my guys. Uh, you know, at first I was saying Lakers and six. It may even be Lakers and four now. Who, who knows? It may be. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. 
I just had to call in and speak of the real bright spot of the weekend, other than the baseball team sweeping Tennessee. You know, the real bright spot of the weekend was the Lakers, who were led in the fourth quarter by the Arkansas kids. Some call him, some call him AR-15. Some call him Hillbilly Coach. You know. And, and he doesn't want to be called either one of those. And we did mention Austin Reeves. We've talked about him today. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I in just, best and worst, but we've talked about him. Well, you know, I didn't listen to like the first hour and a half. So when I so told you in, missed it. I didn't hear enough. I didn't hear enough of it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That should have been like the whole first two hours. <laughs> It's like hey, hey, listen, listen Ro, here's the thing, though. That's why we do these segments is just because it's, uh, you know, me and Joe's best and worst of the weekend. I and mean, there's people out there that probably said the best was uh, softball for the Razorbacks. Or maybe somebody's a fan of the Clippers in the way that they won. You know, it's just that's what we do. It's like everybody's got their own best and worst of the weekend. So that's why we have people call in and texting and doing all that. Yeah, but it, the Lakers only matter right now. We are way in pursuit of another championship. We're going to uh, get LeBron number five. Uh, break the tie with the Celtics. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Laker time, baby. It's, it's the playoffs. We're here. We know what happened. Bro, you have, to, you, you have to admit, though, you got a little bit scared yesterday now when AD said he couldn't feel his arm. I ain't going to lie to you. Every time he leaves the floor, I hold my breath <laughs> and, and, and make sure he takes a step when he when he lands. Because, yeah, we, we, it's Mr. Glass, but as long as he's on that floor, we can – we're gonna beat. We can beat anybody, but without him, LeBron is is uh it's up in there. I say that at best, it's up in there at best. But uh yeah, as long as we got AD on the floor, and you know this this form of AD that's dominant, you know I'm telling on the defensive end. If you look at his stat line, you're like, oh man, it seemed like he had 40 or 20, but it reminded me of them conductions they have where it's like you couldn't get a shot in the thing, and he was scoring, he had it going, and you think, like, man, this dude got to have 30 and 15, but you look up, he got something like 22, 12 rebounds, 8 blocks, 3, stuff like that, so AD playing like that, it's going to be hard to beat us, I mean, Brown wasn't even aggressive in the fourth quarter, and you know, it's you know, you got to look out, man, you got to look out, that that record since that trade wasn't no fluke, man, one of the best teams in the league since we you got some players around Brian and AD, so. AD is yeah. always the key, though. He he has to stay yeah, healthy. He, yeah, he has to stay healthy, and we got to play through him, so. You know, but, hey, it's, 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 it's Lake Show Row. I'm, 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 back in, I'm back in motion now, baby. Joe, you coming back or you still gone? Go for it, Row. It's all you. Oh, man, I thought you were coming back. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't trying to come back home to the Lakers, man? I might be ready to uh, switch over to the Raiders, mm. and we know better than that. We know Raiders, better than man. that. Look here, look here. I already put my papers in, dude. I am a free agent. <laughs> hey, Ro, we appreciate you calling in, man. Third hour of Out of Bounds and Brandon Marcel joining us next. Listen for Oakwan Handicapping on the Zone with Nancy Holtis, presented by Sam's Pizza Pub in Hot Springs on Lake Hamilton. Sam's is known for thin, crispy pizza with an abundance of toppings and cheese. Sam'sPizzaPub.net in Hot Springs with live music every weekend and family-owned since 1980. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help,